I'd like to take a moment to let you all know about a new nonprofit organization started by my brother Craig. It's called Treats and Truth. They fill oversized brown lunch bags with snack items, chips, crackers, popcorn, cookies, etc. Also, a bottle of water, toothbrush, toothpaste, sanitary wipes, and most importantly, a small gospel tract book of John. No cigar? I'll have to talk to him about that. The bags are then hand-delivered to the homeless and people in need in and around the Los Angeles area. Let's help get this ministry off the ground. They're a 501c3 tax-exempt organization, so any and all donations are tax-deductible and greatly appreciated. Visit their website at treatsandtruth.org. Check out the show notes for the link. Also, please follow them on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you. Episode 101 of the Burning Bush Podcast, where we share the message of the Bible while enjoying a good cigar. Hope you're doing well, and I'm glad you've joined me. And today we're reading the New Testament book of Matthew, chapter 2, with commentary from the notes in the Charles Spurgeon Study Bible. And I'm smoking the Placencia Alma Fuerte Nesta 4, Nestor 4 in the Toro six and a quarter by 54 Vitola. So let's go on over to the Placencia website and see what they have to say. Placencia Almafuerte, a unique blend of our best aged tobaccos grown in our highest quality soil, accentuating their bold, vibrant, and intense flavors. With hints of dark chocolate, plum, and cinnamon, the taste is rounded out with finishing notes of oak and molasses. And the all the wrappers, fillers, binders are all Nicaraguan. This is a Nicaraguan puro. And uh, strength is medium. And they received a number four in the best Nicaraguan puro category from Cigars Lover Magazine in 2017. And Cigar of the Year from Cigar Snob Magazine in 2017 as well. And the Vitolas are Robusto, five and a quarter by 52. The Salomon, seven by 58. Hexagono, six by 60. And the Toro, six and a quarter by 54. That is the Placencia Almafuerte. So let's go ahead and get back into the book of Matthew. Today we're reading chapter two. And if you missed uh, the first episode in Matthew 1, go ahead and uh, listen to that before you get into this. I'll be talking about, I'll give you a little introduction to Charles Spurgeon, a little background on him, and uh, then you can catch up on the first chapter of Matthew as well. So let's go ahead and get into Matthew chapter 2, and I, again, I, I'm reading from the ESV, the English Standard Version Bible, and verse 1 says, Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, 
wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and we have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people, Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way. And behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And Spurgeon comments on the uh, first ten verses here. He says, Wise men from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star at its rising and have come to worship him. And there it was, the star that they had seen at its rising. It led them until it came and stopped above the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overwhelmed with joy. These verses reveal the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ, even in his state of humility. He was born of lowly parents, laid in a manger, and wrapped in infant clothes. But the principalities and powers in the heavenly places are in motion, First, an angel descends to proclaim the advent of the newborn king. But the activity was not confined to the spirits above, for in the heavens above the earth, something began to stir. A star is sent on behalf of all the stars, as if it were the envoy of all worlds to represent them before their king. This star was put into commission to await the Lord, to be his herald to men far away, and to be God's usher to conduct these wise men into Christ's presence. Earth is also stirred. The wise men offer gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. These wise men, leaders of their own people, bow down before Christ and pay homage to the Son of God. Wherever Christ is, he is honorable. In the day of small things, when the cause of God is denied consideration and is hidden away with the things that are despised, it is still most glorious. Christ, though a child, was still king of kings. Though among the oxen, he was still distinguished by his star. If wise men of old came to Jesus and worshipped him, shouldn't we all come also? They were guided by a, a star. We are guided by faith through the divine spirit, by the teaching of his word, and by all those blessed lights the Lord used to conduct people to himself. It was well to come to the baby Jesus when led by feeble beams of a star. 
we will find it still more blessed to come to Christ now, who is now exalted in the highest heavens, and who, by his own light, reveals his own perfect glory. Now back to verse 11. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then, opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. Now when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Rise, take the child and his mother, and flee to Egypt, and remain there until I tell you, for Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. And he rose and took the child and his mother by night, and departed to Egypt, and remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet, Out of Egypt I called my son. And Spurgeon comments on uh, verses 14 and 15. So he got up, took the child and his mother during the night, and escaped to Egypt. He stayed there until Herod's death, so that what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet might be fulfilled. Out of Egypt I called my son. Neither Egypt of old, nor Babylon, nor Rome can destroy the royal seed. Out of all dangers the church must emerge the better for her affliction. Out of Egypt I called my son is a text worthy to be made a proverb, for it is true throughout the history of the chosen seed. They are called out from among the surrounding race of rebels, and when the call comes, none can hold them back. It is easier to restrain the sun from rising than to hold the redeemed of the Lord in perpetual servitude. Who shall block up their road? God is still calling them out. And until the last of his elect are gathered in, it will stand true. Out of Egypt, and out of anywhere else that is like Egypt, out of the worst and vilest places, out of the places where they are held fast in bitter bondage, out of these I called my son. And back to verse 16. Then Herod, when he saw that he had been tricked by the wise men, became furious And he sent and killed all the male children in Bethlehem and in all that region who were two years old or under, according to the time that he had ascertained from the wise men. Then was fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet Jeremiah. A voice was heard in Ramah, weeping and loud lamentation. Rachel, weeping for her children. She refused to be comforted because they are no more. But when Herod died, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Rise, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel, for those who sought the child's life are dead. And he rose and took the child and his mother, and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was reigning over Judea in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there, and being warned in a dream, he withdrew to the district of Galilee. And he went and lived in a city called Nazareth, so that what was spoken by the prophets might be fulfilled, that he would be called a Nazarene. Verses 17 
That's the end of today's reading uh, in the book of Matthew. Be sure to check out the show notes for links to today's cigar and also Treats and Truth Ministry, where you can get involved in helping to spread the gospel to and be a blessing to the homeless. Groundworks Ministries for daily Bible studies and devotionals. And the Burning Bush Merchandise Store, where you can pick up some items to help spread the word about the show. And I'd appreciate it if you would tell your friends. So until next time, have a great day, have a great cigar, and God bless. Thank you.